It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hi, Lisa. Hi, hi. Hi. Well, so I was not letting me get in. I'm like, I just <laughs> That's the way the universe, my universe works. Maybe not your universe. I'm corrupting your universe. <laughs> I don't think that. No, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Anyhow, that's good. So, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you? Um, well, you know, life is always interesting and dramatic, even though I try to say I don't want it to be. <laughs> I've been practicing. I don't want this anymore. And I actually had two days of no drama. It was so nice. Wow. I was thinking I, was thinking yeah. I had turned a corner, um, but alas, not true. Um yeah, no, I got Sunday. I finally, I got to a point where I didn't feel behind. You know, I still had a lot to do, but I felt on top of it. I felt like a lot of major stuff was taken care of. And then Monday, I actually opened my article and wrote like two sentences, which is like the most I've written since January. Um, you know, and I was feeling really good, like, oh, maybe I'll get to finish my article after all. And, oh, doesn't this feel nice? And then yesterday I went to acupuncture and then I saw, was it before or after? I I, I don't remember. A text from... Lisa, who is the associate dean and used to be my friend, I think I've talked to you about her. Um, yes, yes, you have. Yeah, and you know, kind of lost our friendship, and she's, you know, for dubious reasons now the associate dean and part of decisions that have hurt me. And and she just said, "Hi, I hope you're doing well. Do you have a time? To, do you have a moment to touch base?" And I was like, instant anxiety. <laughs> You know, like, there was, there could be no calm reason for her to reach out. We haven't even talked as friends for, geez, I would say, like, two years, you know. So it was either something personal that I probably didn't want to deal with or work-related. So, you know, and I'm, of course, at acupuncture. I have to go shopping. I'm not able to resolve it or deal with it. Um, and then I get home or no, I see an email on my phone that I can't read, which is even more frustrating, but all it says is the name of that Palestinian girl that originally wrote the Dean, the associate Dean about me. Right. Yes. Yes. I I remember. So I get home and apparently it went from her writing Allison saying, you know, all this stuff I need, I'd like for, you know, a third party to talk to us to a formal grievance filed with the school, like a legal grievance. I couldn't, Lisa, you're tapping, of course, uh, right? Yes. And I was just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like this place never stops tormenting me. The fact that they would let it get that far you know, or that they would even entertain this crazy student. So, you know, I, and they were like, it it was a very, it was like, as the respondent, you have a right to appear and present your, you know, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. So now I'm the accused and I'm a part of a a proceeding. It is only within the school. It's in the school, but it's still really, really serious not to mention there's no good outcome to this because 
if they're like, sorry, student, there was no racial discrimination, one, she's going to be pissed. Two, she still hasn't heard why her performance was so disastrously bad that she got a C. She should have failed. And two, if they rule in her favor, I'm going to have to counterclaim and get my lawyer involved and, and file a complaint that my academic freedom hasn't been, you know, protected and false accusations. I mean, and, and, and it's just like, so I wrote and I, and I was like, I just don't understand why it's even gotten this far. You know, of course, I'm happy yeah. to share with you whatever information. And then I, you know, of course, was like, you know, just really stressed out. And I, I, and I, so I did reply to Lisa's text, like, this is ridiculous. Like now I'm so stressed out. And how could you all not, I wrote them the day this happened to get support and I got zero support from them. Right. And, and she's like, no, no, you know, that's why I reached out to support you. But I'm like, how is this supportive? You know? And so I then, today was just thinking like, no way. <laughs> I'm not going to be a sucker again. I'm going to get my lawyer involved. You know, I'm going to, even before it gets anywhere, I'm going to up the ante. Um, I haven't done any of that because what I did first was to call Jackie Pilgrim, who is supposedly our person in charge of student affairs, although she never makes any decisions. She just lets she just basically defaults to what we tell her needs to happen, which is so lame. And I said to her that what I just said to you, like, Jackie, this is a really bad situation. Like, this student never once spoke to me, despite my trying twice to get her to have a conversation about why she got a seat. <laughs> you know, like, she never spoke to Allison. She's never had a conversation there's no good outcome to this. Why don't you de-escalate it and offer to facilitate or mediate, which is a totally normal part of a legal process. Of course, and, and, that makes sense. Oh, just like so much sense, right? And then she's like, oh yeah, okay, let me talk to Lisa and Allison. And you know, in the meantime, I composed my email just to have it done in my head, you know, of like, look, this is, these are the consequences you're going to face if you pursue this from me, you know, like, I'm not going to just be a pawn anymore in your bullshit, because they're constantly screwing me over when I play nice, you know, so now I'm on defense. And I, I, I knew not to send it until, um, I just gave it some pause, you know, I would have normally dashed it off because I was so pissed off, but I did pause. And then Jackie did, I'm very, yeah. I'm very happy. This is, that's so good, Lisa. I'm so glad that you wrote it so you don't keep on ruminating, you know, like when you, we don't write it down, it's like it keeps on going over and over in our heads, right? So that's not helpful. But it's good that yeah. you just took a pause and, and what happened next? Well, then Jackie did call back. Okay, so the other thing pending is while this is going on. So Friday, I can't remember when you and I spoke, but Friday, um, the school's lawyer was not getting back. And then finally they did on Thursday. And they came back with, okay, fine, Scott Brown said you don't have to teach but he will only pay for the what the other lawyer did. We won't pay at all for the new lawyer because nothing would have come out differently, which clearly is not true, right? And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because Mike wasn't even done with the case. Like we weren't even close to an agreement. And so right. my, new, my new lawyer, you know, we kind of had to go back and forth a little bit and strategize and then she sent Thursday night no, that doesn't make any sense and cover this. My client will kind of go halfway. So no matter what, I'm going to end up paying probably three or $4,000, which I think is bullshit, but it's fine. And then went from covering like eight to 12,000, right? Cause I mean, can okay. you believe this, this whole case is going to be like $16,000 already oh my in God. lawyer's fees? Like, can you believe which that? Could, it's good. It's crazy. Which could could have actually been solved with a good mediation. Exactly. And 
Exactly. Like, it's just insane. So, you know, 12, then I'm probably paying 3000 Okay, fine. It's still ridiculous. But, and so she then sent Friday afternoon that the other lawyer said, okay, I've sent this to the school. For sure, Scott Brown gave her an answer right away because that's what he seems to be like. And he's the one that said he wanted to wrap it up by that Friday, right? So the deadline was his. And we didn't hear from her until today. Five days. I've been not knowing for sure where we stood, right? Next week is the hearing before the Massachusetts Commission, right? I don't know if I'm supposed to cancel classes or, you know, so I've got that going on. So kind of like all at once, I got an email and my lawyer said today, like, it's so crazy. She hasn't answered me. It's really frustrating and rude, (laughs) you know, like it's just weird. It's a game. Um, So right at the same, like almost right away, I got an email from Beth, my lawyer, saying they, Beth had said 13,000, they went down to 12, that that was probably fine because that allows them to save a little bit of ego because the lawyer was really pissed off that we went up at all. Like the ego of that lawyer was attached to J-O-B. It's so crazy. Like she was the one trying to talk Scott Scott Brown like she actually said to my lawyer, like he he said, fine, no teaching, even though the law, his lawyer was saying it was a bad idea. So she was trying to keep him stuck in the old agreement. Wow. And he probably read the letter, that brilliant letter. Did I tell you what she wrote? That she wrote that like, and Beth, the new lawyer, wrote this brilliant letter outlining yeah, you all told the me. You were, shit they had done yeah. to me, you know. And he's no fool. He probably read that and was like, holy crap, let's just get this out of the way. And the, and the lawyer was still advocating the old position of the old guy, you know. So, of course, the new lawyer had to be brought in. Anyhow, so today, at the, you know, I got a message. Beth said they just sent the settlement agreement, 12K, no teaching. You know, you waive every other thing that you would ever possibly want to litigate on, but okay. And so that, you know, I read it, I reviewed it, I sent it to her, presumably, or signing it this week. So that was good. Yes. And then I did now, hear... Is that the 12 case to pay for your lawyer, and do you get any compensation, or is that said? Yeah, they restore my salary to what it was. By the oh, way... Good. You... All right. You've just become my family because technically I'm not supposed to tell anyone but my family and my lawyer. So I'm assuming our our therapy, although I guess this recording should be destroyed. In theory, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but um, no. we have privileges, right? So Absolutely. No, this, this doesn't go anywhere. Okay. Um, yeah, so basically I all I got was back to where I was in September. All of this just to get back to where I started. It's not like I got any money for pain and suffering. I didn't get equal pay. I didn't get anything. All I got was just returning to where I was in September. All of this. Well, all of the money, a, all of the fighting. Big, true, but you make a big statement and a big stink, and you said, no, I'm not going to put up with these crap. And, you know, I'm willing to teach, but, you know, in a safe way. So it, it, yeah. even though financially it's, and, and emotionally it's incredibly stressful, it, it's, not, it's not for nothing, Lisa. I feel like you, there's a lot of, there's a lot of consequ- positive consequence from what you, you, made, a, you made a stand. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, if anything, Scott O'Brien is starting his deanship knowing better than the mess with me, right? Like, he's like, this is the one that litigates. So, you know, um, you know, which I guess is not such a bad thing. Plus, I did, I do think hugely symbolic in that I do, like, I have trust in him, you know, as a leader. I, yes, for the most part, he has earned my trust and he's going to be very happy about that because I can make good things happen for the school and 
that was a gesture that needed to happen to go towards repairing just the deep, deep distrust I have of this institution. Of course, Lisa and Allison still have too much power and I don't trust them, but, you know, at least he's communicated through this, this move that he's not a crazy man, you know, that he's rational, that he gets when things need to just be resolved. So that's good. Um, and then Jackie called and said that she did convince Lisa and Allison to try to get the student to have a conversation. Um, now, whether the student will agree is another matter, but at least they're willing, like they said they didn't even want to, when I talked to Jackie, she said they didn't want to risk asking her for fear that, they, that the student would accuse them of not taking her claim seriously. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so you're afraid of her. You're clearly not afraid of me. You know, even though I just brought a lawsuit, I didn't say this, but that's what it communicated. Um, are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, no, I okay. Was, I was, yeah, yeah. No, it's just okay. I, there was there was noise noise around me, so I decided I, I muted myself. I think oh, okay. it's so no, powerful. It's so powerful that you know you can It's so weird how they act, right? That they where they place their fear because in reality. It's like what they're offering is like a, what the first line of, you know, communication is like, let's mediate these. Let's figure out a, a way out. It's not like because we're lawyers, we're just going to litigate for the heck of it, right? Yeah, it's so weird. But also, like, that's what motivated them to screw me over to begin with. Like, the students were going to sue them if they did right, online true. course. You know, and then this student, they're more afraid of this student, like, doing what? Suing them? Like, really? Than a professor suing them. <laughs> like, they just yeah. lost a ton of money for me. And I'm like, why is this balance so off? It's so weird to me. And and that's problematic, you know? Like, they can't... You know what I, I sense is that because they're running the, you know, the organization as a business, they see yeah. you as part of the organization, and they see the student as part of how you know how they make money. So they take yeah. care of like the customer is always right type of thing. But it's a really yeah. messed up mentality. It really is. Yeah. Because if and, you don't take it, care of your the people that work for you, how can you have a good organization that works? Exactly. But even more than that, as professors, we do have diff we do have rights like academic freedom, like this girl is basically saying, I have the freedom of speech and I should be able to write this however I want. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, <laughs> why are you taking the class? You know, if you've already decided what is the right way to write a legal brief and you don't know what you're doing, you know what I mean? Right. Or she was, you know, so it's like, she's just a privileged, entitled, honestly, I think she's crazy. Like she just looks her eyes have a weird look to them. I mean, I grin, it's on Zoom, but I kind of remember, I taught her her first year, and I remember she had really weird complaints about people around her, and I, I suspect she might be off, you know? Um, she's performing yeah, yeah. Ter terribly, like her, she failed her quiz. She can never answer any question that I ask her. Like, she doesn't understand what's going on. And That's so bizarre. It, it's really odd because, of course, one thing is freedom of, of speech. But if you get an assignment, it's not like you can do the assignment however the heck you want. That makes no sense that, whatsoever. It doesn't at all. And and she, like, and I am, like, very, I mean, I spend way too much time on this. But each of these students, they get a lot of coaching and direction. They all follow it. Because I'm teaching them how to make a legal argument, and none of, very few of them know how to do it. Unfortunately, the other parts of the school aren't apparently working, um, and so she's not getting treated any differently. She just didn't want to follow my direction. She just wanted to do her own thing, and she even had in her complaint, "Oh, I sent her." Like everyone has like 12 PowerPoint slides with like very carefully set up issues and law and she had three with pictures on it <laughs> and I was like and she handed that's them in late 
And she handed That's them so in late. Bizarre. She handed them in late, so they were due at 1 p.m., and she didn't give them to me all that day. And I said, usually I would cancel your presentation. I'm going to give you a chance. If you send me something in the morning and they're okay, I'll let you present. And I still let her present. I should have canceled it at that point with those three slides. I continued to work with her. And, and the slide, she said, well, when I was at, in undergrad, I was taught of the importance of visual. So that's what I was going with. It doesn't matter. That's, <laughs> right, it's not yeah, your undergrad. You know, so it's like right. all she has is just deflection of her responsibility and then saying it's because I'm being racist that she got a C, right? The fact that they didn't already figure that out at this point is so deeply problematic because I sent them everything. The day that this happened, I sent Allison like 10 documents. I sent her a, a whole document with all of our email communications. I sent her all her drafts. All, you know, I sent her everything. And the fact that they are still giving her credibility is problematic, right? Because it's like, all you have to do is read the record and see that she's like, crazy. That so, makes absolutely no sense. That, I'm curious if, you know, she even read what you sent her. Probably not. This is what I wonder, right? So instead of doing my work today, I'm spending all day writing up a narration for them to to help them understand what they're looking at, right? So I'm back to not writing my article. I didn't do the work I thought I was going to get done in my course. You know, I'm just a sucking, sucking of my energy and my time dealing with the dysfunction and incompetence. Um, yes. How are you dealing with your, the, the level of frustration? Because frustration <laughs> is really like... <laughs> I know. You, it's well, insane. I know. I mean, I felt relieved that my request for conversation was honored. Like, again, that's such a rational request. But in, pa in the past, it would have just been like so randomly refused. And that would have been really frustrating. At least they accepted that, right? So we'll see what happens. Right. Um, I'm annoyed because I had other things I wanted to work on. Um, I'm annoyed that I have to deal with this. You know, I shouldn't yeah, have to deal with this. I just want yeah. to do my fucking job. You know, like for for eight goddamn years, all I want to do is my job. And I spend all my time, I feel like, dealing with the dysfunction of these people in this institution instead of just doing my friggin' job. And that's yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really... So if you could actually... So what's going on for, well, I can, I can feel what is going on for you now. It's like it's frustration, <laughs> it's stress. But yeah, but I actually yeah. like that you're, you know, you can laugh about it. <laughs> well, you know, I have to say having this settlement, I feel way more relieved and relaxed. Like, yeah, that's just a yeah. huge burden lifted. And just in the nick of time, I mean, I'm giving birth in yeah. less than two months, you know, and it's just crazy. Yeah. Um so you're, you're so, doing this one, Lisa, remind me. Um, technically May 6th, but, you know, they, they'll want to induce me. But I have found out you can get induced up until your due date. <laughs> it's so funny. My doula has clued me into this, that the inducement doesn't have to be exactly a week ahead. It can be within the week That's leading true. up to, yeah. to your due date. So yeah. you can basically say on May 6th, right? Because I was, right. I'd like to see if we, I can go to there, you know? You have, so you will prefer to just go to full term? I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, of course. I, have, I haven't really experienced actual real labor because of that way the other, anyhow, right. fingers crossed that I can I even have that option, you know, with nothing yeah. else coming up. But, um, oh, yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I guess I, I kind of like back today, I was like, okay, so I was feeling 
the two days, I was like, maybe things have shifted. But then again, today, I was like, okay, so what is it that keeps attracting dysfunction? Um, yeah. You know, and I know we kind of talked about that. One other thing I want to mention, it's a little off topic, but maybe relates. Um, so my friend, I think I told you about, um, she's an osteopath, and we've become friends. She does a treatment, yes. and I... Yeah, and and we hang out, and actually this weekend we just we just hung out, you know, no treatment, and um, she's been going through it's a crazy breakup with her boyfriend. Strangely enough, she managed to meet someone during COVID, and um, and he, but you told me it wasn't a horrendous relationship. That is a good thing. Oh, she yeah, broke up, right? yeah, and you know, just he, and so she was sharing just kind of his crazy emails and I just felt like deep relief <laughs> like just like so happy I was alone and you know I have to say like just really happy that I got to go home alone and didn't have to deal with that and you know compassion for her but just thinking oh a confusing place and it's just such a bad suck of energy and um and then, you know, he started to do the thing of trying to get her back, even though he'd just been a total dick. And and she was expressing her ambivalence, especially because he had behaved that way and all, you know, so forth and on and on. So then, like, that night, I think it was a, a day later, I dreamed that I was getting married. But oh. I, was totally, I was totally ambivalent. I was like, I don't know about oh. this. And then the groom turned into my gay friend Tim. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like he was like he was like he came up to me the day of the wedding and he's like, Are you sure you really want to do this? And I remember that's when I woke up. I was like I was in my heart like, no, I don't want to marry my gay friend Tim. Like this is crazy. And then But then I was like, oh, my God, but everyone's here, and he'll be so disappointed, and I guess i got to do this, and, and that's when I woke up. <laughs> wow. Wow. But it, it's, it's so fascinating, right, because it's this part of you that it's like you could see. I, I imagine that your subconscious was processing her relationship, the, the, yeah. the craziness, yeah. right? The craziness yeah. of the 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 conflict of like wanting to be with someone, knowing that there's not the right person, and still kind of like the the the, the conflict, the back and forth of like, well, you know, when he well, that's the thing when they want to get back together for, they just promise everything and they behave like angels, Ugh, right? I know, right? It's such bullshit. I mean, it's not like within a week he finally figured it out and became a new man. He's not going to change. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not going to go away. But also, she's ambivalent. Like, she's not even sure if she's attracted to him sometimes. And, you know, she's she kind of shuts down. And, I mean, I think we share some similarities that way. Um, yeah. You know, and I do think I did. I definitely woke up and I was like, this is not just my stuff. <laughs> this is like her stuff, too. Um, yeah. But I do think there's a part of me that is like that. You know, I do get bored of people. And I think a part of my dynamic was the drama to keep it interesting at some level, you know, and maybe a comfort in being alone. It's interesting, Lisa, because it's, see, it's so, we are animals of habit, right? We really uh-huh. are animals of habit. So if you think about it, you grew out, you, you grew up around trauma, and yeah. you know around not trauma, drama, all kinds of drama. drama. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and there's been drama in your life pretty much ever since. I mean, yeah. You've had yeah. even when you traveled and things were you know were fun or whatnot, there was still drama from what you told yeah. me. Yeah. So there was any moment in your life where you were like, you know what? It was just completely peaceful and drama-free. So, no, never. <laughs> so it, yeah. it, is, it is very interesting how we, you know, we create a pattern and it becomes our normal, 
Yeah. And my my sense is that you're getting to a point where this pattern of normal drama is no longer something that you want. No. Mm-mm. It's not working. Oops, did I lose you? Are you there? Hello? I can't hear you. Hello? Lisa, are you there? I am now, yeah. Hi. <laughs> That's so bizarre. I was talking like, you know, everything. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> when I saw your I saw your text, I'm like, why is she texting me? I'm talking to her. <laughs> well, you know, that there must have been bizarre. something something I really needed to hear that I wasn't ready to hear. So what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> it, you know what? It's very likely because I was actually here talking and I I haven't moved. I haven't done anything. So it's so bizarre. You're a really amazing manifester, girl. <laughs> wow. Okay, That's what amazing. is it? So what, 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 what did you hear? I, I don't know when no. did you stop hearing me. Nothing, zero. It was literally you starting and then you were gone. <laughs> oh, my God, really? Wow, yeah. that's really powerful. <laughs> so what I was saying... But, but you you heard a little well, you, bit of how you get used to normalizing Right, like used drama. to the drama, and now I'm done with it. I don't really want it. Right. I heard that part. So, yeah. so the piece that I wanted to address, and I don't know if today is the right day or there's something else that you need to talk, you know, we need to talk about, yeah. is how, how we can actually work towards you owning your deepest needs and desires and mm-hmm. allowing yourself the space to heal the, all the no's that you have received along the way in your life since a very young mm-hmm. age. Yeah. So those needs and desires become the normal, you know, those needs and desires are solid within you and you feel like you have a right to have them satisfied. Like right. it's not about the agenda or the plan of who's going to do it or how but that your yeah. needs are meant to be honored, you know, recognized and satisfied because they are part of your birthright. Right. So that makes sense. I'm glad yeah. that you're, you're with me. You're with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's interesting because what I, I don't know, heard or felt when listening to it yeah. was because um, of that dream I say this like maybe I don't know what those are. Maybe I think I know yeah. what those are, but maybe I yeah. mean I always thought I wanted a partner and this deep connection. But waking up from that dream, I was like, maybe I don't. You know, maybe I am designed to be alone for the most part. I don't know if that's true well, or not. You know, well we're gonna, but, we're gonna get to well, let's let's go to a simpler and more. So when I talk about profound, your most, your deepest and most profound needs, I'm mm-hmm. actually, we're going to get in touch with your younger self because mm. it could be very, it could very well be um, through partnership, through friendship, through relationship with you or, you know, the family you're creating. But I want to hear from like young Lisa, you know, like, what is it that she wanted when she was three? And I don't want you to 
I don't want you to think about it. So just, no, because it's true, you know, and, and I have a very, very important reason for this is that we tend to know, you know, we feel, we think that we know what we most want, right? What are right. our deepest needs. But honestly, when I'm talking about our deepest needs, it's it's really a very the, the word that comes up is like very simple, deep, and primitive need. This is not yeah. about it's not an intellectual process. So let's start there for now. Does that seem like a a, a good thing to do, or do you yeah. need to tap actively on on these crazy students? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, honestly, I don't even know if she's, if she's worth it. You know, I feel like, yeah. you know, like a part of me is like all these crazy things are just a distraction from something. Like I do, it's funny because friend, another friend, so now I have these nice friends, which is good, right? Because I was complaining yeah. I didn't have these friends and she was, you know, sending texts. I was trying to, you know, she, she she kind of knew about it. I gave her an update and she was like, I know this is so hard, but maybe shifting this girl's energy, like giving her compassion and, you know, and I was like intellectually like, yes, of course. But then I was like, no, I want to take her down. <laughs> you know, I'm so pissed. I want to like, you know, and, and really she's just a pawn, you know, it's like, yeah, I can have empathy. I'm just, in she's just one more of a series of bullshit at this place, but it's a distraction from other stuff, right? So yeah. spending a lot of time on it probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense because it's going to keep shifting and, and you know, the underlying needs. I do feel like I'm at that place where I'm like, why is my life like this? You know, like I do want to get to the root of that because I do want a different way. I don't want to be tired and exhausted and anxious all the time. Like, yeah, that's not a good way to live. Um, and yeah. I just feel like I'm just stuck in this existence that oh, it's exhausting. So, you know, it is exhausting. N- and you're about to have, you know, not one, but two children. So you being in a, you know, in a more grounded and settled place, is going to create yeah. a whole different lifestyle for both for you yeah. and for them. Yeah, absolutely. And to be able to just be with them and enjoy them, you know, and not be distracted is important too, you know. So realizing that shutting down, either I'm anxious or shut down and neither is a good place to be with them, you know. And so I do think what you're proposing, I mean, when you eliminated the thinking part, I was like, um... Safety? How am I going to do these? <laughs> let's, let's just try it. Let's just try. So what I want you to do is get super comfortable. Yeah. Take a couple of deep breaths and close your eyes. And just really, you know, connect. I hope you're sitting just because if you lay down, you may fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm but, sitting. Good. So... Feel your feet on the ground and just even push a little bit so you feel like you're connected. Mm -hmm. Take a deep breath. And I want you to just imagine yourself as that little girl, a young Lisa, as young as you can possibly imagine her. You could even imagine her being a toddler. You know, two, three, four years old would be ideal. And there she is. And I want you to just tell her. So bring yourself as the adult to that that Im- that Im- you know that image with her there. And just tell her, I am here to make it absolutely safe for you. Like no matter what's going on in her life that you want to make her feel safe and secure. But for this instant, she's in this beautiful bubble of safety and she feels protected. And if she needs anything special to feel that way, go ahead and give it to her, whatever it might be. 
and tell me if that if she's okay with that if she's you know she feels yeah, I'm, truly I'm just, safe yeah no yeah, i mean ahead. i definitely showed up and she seemed scared right like, and of course. i think what she needs is like not to be in that family <laughs> you know so i'm kind of like how do i give okay. her that um yeah so for now, just maybe bring her, bring her over to, bring her over to your house. Okay. Bring her to to your current house, maybe even to your bedroom, so there's no issue with your mom or with Cece or anybody else. It's just the two of you in a very safe place. Is there anything else at all that she needs? Is she feeling a little bit more? Or she's still a little scared. And it's okay if she's still scared. I mean, I think she's happy to be away, but she's still a part of that system. Of course. You know? Of course. And what is she what is she most scared of? Or what is it that is most most unsettling for her? I get I hear like unpredictability, inconsistency, kind of like right. Right. not knowing what's coming next kind of right okay it's so funny cc is so into her routines you know and yeah we were talking about the fact that you know she's lucky i mean we're able to provide her with her routine but i don't think i ever had routines you know i can't even remember the routine so everything was just the whim of the parents you know the adults yeah, and then that is so huge for little kids because it really just completely shatters their nervous system to not know what the heck is going on, where they're at, <laughs> who they're going to be yeah. with. It's really, it's very, it's very, um, yeah, it's anxiety broking. It's like they it just, is. you know, they, they, there's not, they cannot count on anything, you know, the, the yeah. world is just too, okay. So yeah. just tapping through the points and repeat after me and we're going to talk to her. I totally understand. I totally understand that you are feeling scared and uncomfortable. That you are feeling scared and uncomfortable. Because nothing seems to be the same. Because nothing seems to be the same. You don't know what to count on. You don't know what to count on. I am here to let you know. I'm here to let you know. That just in these moments, just in this moment, you are perfectly safe. You are perfectly safe. Everything is okay. Everything is okay. I am here to protect you. I am here to protect you. Yeah. Just notice how that impacts her. And I want you to just imagine that she is with you for like a week and that your, you know, little Lisa and Cece have the same routine. So, you know, <laughs> she wakes up at a similar time. Yeah. Is that, is that just crazy? Well, I'm just thinking she's probably like, oh, my God, Cece's a wild child. <laughs> <laughs> bro, yeah, bro. Yeah, because she had... There was absolutely no way that she could be wild like that, right? No, no, or act out or, you know, just be crazy, temper and change. And, I mean, all of that, yeah, she wasn't allowed any of that. You know, she just became like, kind of like this this very well-behaved, you know, kind of non-existing entity. And I think she's probably going to be, like, fascinated, but also a little bit nervous <laughs> weirded out by like what is this crazy creature <laughs> this yeah. wild crazy creature right she's like yeah. he's yeah. a lot like my cousin like graham oh. graham yeah graham was a little bit he was kind of wild and crazy and even violent at times um but then he, he'd suddenly stop and straighten the rug or like organize his blocks <laughs> and then be Crazy. wild again. 
yeah, <laughs> I, it's interesting. I think my aunt was more more stable with him because she didn't I drink see. and you know she was kind of more on a career path I, I'm not sure she was any happier but um there was but more, he was act- more he he was acting out though you know he kind of had extremes too so I'm not saying it was all good but she's a little more like plus he's super smart you know I think she's just so smart that yeah She's got a lot going on. But yes, I, I think little Lisa would just be like, whoa, <laughs> like this, is, this is interesting. So yeah. just, just notice how she, you know, how she settles. A week goes by and it's like, okay. So she sees that Cece can have her, you know, her wild side. And then she, she you know, but she has, there's predictability in her life. And there is respect there is acceptance, and there is a container for her. So it's not like she can do whatever she wants. No, she I mean... She can be a child. She can be yeah, a child. She, she hits limits. Yeah, she definitely doesn't... Well, with my mom, she probably gets to do a little more than I would right. let her do. But for the most part, yeah, she's got a container. So I want you to notice that as Lisa sees more of Cece and recognizes, like, oh, this is more what a childhood looks like. There's predictability, there's stability, there is a space to express, you know, yourself and Mm -hmm. to be heard and to be seen, to be acknowledged. So observing that, I want you to ask her, how old is this very young Lisa? I was just assuming she was probably like two or three, probably three. Perfect. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I want you to ask her, what is it that she most wants? Well, I think that, you know, predictability, routine, but, but I, safety. Wait, wait, yeah, those, those, are, those are your, I, I really love that you, you know, the, I, I called you because you said, I think that's what she needs. So yeah. I want you to take yeah. a moment, take okay. a few deep breaths, because I don't want you to think. I want you to just listen to her. Just take a moment to be in her presence and just say, now that you feel safe, what is it that you most need and want? Because she's going to use very, very simple words a three-year-old um, maybe just to play yes so she wants to play what else does she want take your time take your time this is really important so so don't mm-hmm. don't like really even if you get a little frustrated because you may not speak up just take your time and listen and i said i'm just i'm here Take, you know, I just want to know what is it that you really, you most want. Affection. Yes. Well, just to be taken care of, you know, not, to not have to worry about anything. And what does that look like for her? You know, she's a tiny little girl. What does taking care of and affection look like for her? What does that mean in her world? Um, I don't know really how to describe it, but it's almost like I don't think Cece even knows that a routine exists or doesn't exist. Things are just taken care of for her. You know, and I think as a little person, like I was aware of things either, you know, I I had an understanding that things were not being taken care of or if they were, I was like, oh, okay. Like I had an awareness that I don't think most little kids do. 
Um, because right. for most little kids, it just is, and they never have to even think about it or know that they're have it or don't have it. Yeah. And so maybe to live just with the existence of it and not even be aware of it, you know? I don't even yeah. know what else there would be beyond that. I mean, for a kid that has that and doesn't ever have to worry about it, like, I don't even think she can imagine what would be on the other side of that. So I'm going to give you ideas. Usually okay. a two, three, a three-year-old, and, and what you said is perfect, okay? So she wants to be taken care of, right? So which, which that translates for a little kid is like, I want mommy to be there for me. I want mommy to hug me when I don't feel good. I want mommy to listen to me when I have something to say. Right? I want, or just even I like want, mommy, mommy puts me to bed at a certain hour or gives me food yes. at a certain time or, you know, or even the basic stuff, even yeah, the basic routine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe I want, you know, mommy to play with me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right? Not to be alone all the time or have to, to be like concerned. And if you consider what the things that Le- that Cece wants, you know that she wants to get, get be like, you know, celebrated and applauded and just you know, yeah. She's like right, like oh my oh my god. There's like yesterday morning, like or the day before, I can't remember which. She is just like on top of me, like nonstop, and you know, and it's like this balance of. Want it, you know, I'll play with her, and then I'm like, okay, I got to do adult stuff, and I was never like that, you know. I would have been playing by myself all the time, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, but it was, that it's such a difference, um, you know, and I don't think. So, CC wants your attention, but wants you to be, like, really engaged with her, or? Yeah, she used to. Unfortunately, I, I think unfortunately a little bit, she's used to adults with, playing with her all the time. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, Mom, <laughs> I, you, you need to like, and it's funny because my mother doesn't really like, because my mom is just like she was with me. She doesn't like playing with kids. You know, she's right. much better with Cece, but she often says to Cece, no, I'm not going to play that. But Cece still has a strange, she sees us as her playmates, right? And so that's a whole other issue, and I, I, I'm not sure that, that that end, like today she played a lot on her own, but I was never like that. I, I mean, I remember even in elementary school having one of my mother's friends pay attention to me, and I was just like, oh, you know, like she drew, drew a picture with me, and I was just like in awe and loved her because, and my mom said, leave her alone, you know. Right, right. So. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what I, I want you to just. Is it okay? Because what Blue Lisa wants is like she wants even the basics. She wants to know that she's she gets taken care of. Yeah. She wants to be able to play, and to have affection. So I imagine that she's not even in touch yet with. Beyond that is like. We're getting in touch with needs, but I'm curious if she has also a need to feel to feel special, to feel that she's, you know, that she's really, you know, I love how you talk about Cece and you say, she's so smart. You oh, know, yeah. did you, I don't think that you, and you, Lisa, you are very smart, but I, you actually did not feel smart at all. I know that you had your, you know, yeah, your no, learning issue. Yeah. But yeah. but despite that, you were an incredibly smart girl. Think yeah. about it. No, I, I didn't think that for sure. Right? Yeah. So it's like, let, let's just start with the, those things. I want you to focus on giving this little girl. Just imagine, I think you, we've done this before, but I want you to really bring her in. And imagine that she's there in your in your daily life, that she lives through the you know the routine and the predictability, and that once in a while, whenever you remember, that you say, "I'm so happy that you're here. I am just so happy that you're here." Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I think I, yeah, go ahead. I, I I definitely, um, at the risk of the, I think part, but I did feel a hit of, even now, like it's so survival. Like I can't even dream of a bigger need, Mm. you know, it's, it's just the removal of the, the things that are not taking care of me, which is what I feel her needs are because they're so fundamental, but who knows what lies beyond that. I don't, I'm not in touch with it. I completely understand. So, and these make so much sense. And that's why I want you to, you know, when you wake up at any moment that you, you know, if you have a, I don't know if you have a photo of when you were little or even just put a post-it, you know, that it says Mm -hmm. little Lisa is here. However Mm -hmm. you want to get, get yourself a reminder because yeah. it's absolutely it's absolutely true. If you and your nervous system cannot even imagine feeling that sense of safety and being taken care of at a basic level, of course that you're still going to be continuously running and recreating a sense of stress and uncertainty. Right. Yep. That makes so sense. even though you know we're we're addressing your nervous system level where I want you to have that little girl be part of your daily life and connect her with the level of safety and security and predictability that your life currently has. Yep. Because right now your life is pretty predictable. I know I know that there's crazy things like, you know, these shitty students and stuff like that. Oh, no, it's but totally it's, predictable. I get out of bed. <laughs> I never leave my house, and then I go to bed. <laughs> right, but you know, you know what, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But if you think about beyond that, Lisa, you yeah. absolutely know that nobody's going to get drunk and it's going to disappear on you. You right. definitely yeah. know that you're going to have food. You definitely yeah. know that you're going to be warm. That you're going to, yeah. you know, that I mean, those are what we're talking about is basic stuff. Yeah, that yep. she yep. did not get. So I want. I want you to just let her be in your daily life and experience what it's like to have a solid home, a foundation. You know, there's a, there's in, in your household, even though your, your relationship with your mom is not ideal and whatnot, and there's challenges, but there's affection, there's support, there's predictability and routine. You know, there's, there's the solid thing that you know that there's going to be food, and warmth, you know, I mean, there are things that she did not grow up with. Yeah, no, that's true. It's definitely more solid. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a big way, you have created a very solid household for Cece and inviting that little girl because it's, it's absolutely true. If she doesn't feel safe, there's no way that she could actually desire for more. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. what where you're at. Where you're right. So if we actually make a um, a parallel in your life right now, you mm-hmm. have been dealing with such level of stress and a survival level that what we what we actually want to create is a different a different way of being present in your body and in your life, so you can mm-hmm. get in touch with deeper and more important needs. Yeah. No, that sounds good. That makes sense. Okay. I can see that. Little 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 one has been jumping around during the session. He must be feeling something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like That's pun- good. Punching, punching and kicking me. It's like <laughs> listen like, to what these, are you mommy. Doing? Listen to these. These make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do these. <laughs> That's that wonderful. Funny. Yeah, I'm so that's glad. great. All right, good. good. So I think good. we have a session next week. So between then and now, I'm sure I'll be trying to remember. I do have stability yes. and safety and food and heat. So, and, and I really I, would love for you to just write, write a little post-it. If you don't have a photo of you being, you know, very young that you can mm-hmm. actually stick somewhere that you can see, you know, in a, on a regular basis, just put a post-it mm-hmm. and put it in the bathroom or put it in your you know, in your bedside, you know, your bedside table or something that you can actually see. Just imagine that Cece is there with you. Okay. You mean Lisa. Witnessing. 
See, yeah, sorry, sorry, Lisa, yeah, yeah, Lisa, yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, my, my brain can go a little whack on them dice. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. I mean, maybe that was an accidental, so that sounds good. Yeah, All right. Could be. Wonderful. Thank you. Take good care. Okay. You're very welcome. All right, welcome. we'll talk next week. Okay, take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Uh, lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.